power structure had successfully created uh, the image of the American Negro as someone with no confidence, no militancy, and uh, they had done this by giving him images of heroes that weren't truly militant or confident. They've been programmed from birth with shitty food options, contaminated drinking water, gun violence, police brutality, and trauma after trauma after trauma, PTSD, no therapy. Do you think there may be residual impacts of that trauma? Of course there is. It didn't end, friends, and it hasn't ended yet. It comes as a great shock around the age of five or six or seven to discover the flag to which you have pledged allegiance, along with everybody else, has not pledged allegiance to you. People cannot be blamed that for that heartbreak. they are genuinely ignorant. People Moment can be blamed when they've had a different set of information. And like, when you realize that you're truly alone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a very heartbreaking thing that comes to that reality. Like, you know, the United States doesn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> well, we talked about that in the previous episode. When, when do men when do men typically figure that out when do men typically figure out that they are treated differently in society and that nobody really has your back if something happens you are on your own yeah but specifically black men right like it's just, just the moment as a boy and james baldwin called it the moment as a boy you're like oh you really don't give a shit about me i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america <laughs> and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god individual with liberty justice for all except for you i i don't feel like i got liberty and justice well there's a caveat except for you right like <laughs> what's going on everybody y'all caught us in the middle of the conversation obviously but uh welcome back to another episode of this is how we see a podcast we are your hosts i'm alex and i'm cam and today we are going to continue on with our series i apologize for not having an episode last week even this one is going to be a little bit late because as you can tell i am i've lost my voice guys protect yourself from the coronavirus protect wear your mask wash your hands all that other good stuff because it's hard out here for a pimp <laughs> it's going around again. The, the coronavirus is, is is it's it's a yearly thing. Apparently, it's it's gonna be the whole flu thing, and uh, so you'll get you'll catch it every year, and yeah, it's pretty bad. It's not a good time. Yo, shout out to CMOS. I am so tired of hearing about CMOS. Yo, yo, yo! I got to say this. Okay, I, I have so three children. I have three small children. Okay, and understand me. Every year, like clockwork, when they start school, they get sick every year. Yeah, I get sick every year too. Uh huh. Same time yeah. every year. Yeah, we have yet to get sick this year. CMOS did that. Me and Ashley, me and Ashley were talking about that just the other night, and I was like, "Man, everybody else around me is getting sick, and I haven't gotten sick yet this year." And she was like, "You know what? The kids haven't gotten sick either." And I was like, "It's that CMOS you got us on." You know what, mom, my sister, everybody <laughs> keep telling me to take CMOS, take CMOS. I'm like, "I'm not taking no damn CMOS." <laughs> It ain't that bad. Because it's not, it's, not, it's not that it's bad. It's not that it's bad, right? It's not It's not that it's bad. Uh, it is literally just the fact that everybody keeps telling me to do it. Uh, so I don't want to do it. Oh, because you're you telling me to... You're just such a contrarian, man. <laughs> I gotta be against the grain. Nah, it's not that I want to be against the grain. Like, let me evolve to it on my own. Don't tell me <laughs> that I have to take it. That I have... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me get there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bad at you. I mean, I'm not as diligent about taking it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm even bad with my, my vitamins and stuff, man. Like, 
I'm terrible about that. I just be like, yo, keep it pushing. I got, I got ish to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't got time. To, oh, take the cap, do it. Right. But uh, nah, man, she she been on it with the kids every day. Little two little drops. And then they take the little multivitamins on about the day, yet to get sick. Yeah, this is just, 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 just shut up about Seamoss for a second. Eventually, I'll get there. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. Today, <laughs> what we're talking about is uh, we're going to continue on with our series. Please forgive my voice. But uh, we're going to continue on with the series uh, where we're talking to men and we're talking about men and the delusions they face. And today's topic, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about um, how your money is not going to change her. Mm. Far too often, far, far, far too often, we have this concept as men that if we just work hard enough, mm. we work diligently enough. Mm. If I love her enough, more, if I love her if more, I, man. if I have enough, if I have a big enough house, a bad enough car, the 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 amount of zeros behind a whole number digit. You know what I'm saying? Will be enough for to change her, to keep her, to satisfy her, to make her happy. And that in and of itself is a fallacy. Recipe for disaster. Because it don't matter. And we're going to discuss that with three different examples. Okay? So, I mean, damn. Yeah, no. uh, So, I'm going to... This first clip is from a psychologist, a behavioral scientist, I should say. And she works for Hinge. And she actually did an interview, um, what was that, like two weeks ago, I think? Yeah, roughly two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah roughly two weeks ago. And uh, really, really interesting interview. We're going to put the link down uh, below. You guys should definitely check that out. Uh, but in it, she talks about the different attachment types for attachment theory. And this... Is something that uh, men should recognize, and it should hit pretty close to home. Yeah, shout out to the Diary of a CEO. That's where that's the podcast, of the YouTube channel that she was a guest on. Yep, you know, where she showed up. But uh, let's let's play the roll the roll the footage. Okay, so I'll give you the scoop because I feel like it's really interesting. So attachment theory is a really great part of relationship research because it's something that has a deep background in research. So John Bowlby was a psychologist and he did the most interesting research on this and this was in the 60s. So he basically would have moms bring their babies into a laboratory and the moms would place the baby down and leave the room and see how the baby reacted. And so some babies would start crying the mom would come back in the room and pick it up and the baby would keep crying. So the mom was there again, but the baby still felt upset and that baby is anxiously attached. There was another type of baby where the mom would leave, the baby would come back. And as soon as the mom picked up the baby, the baby was soothed. So the baby was saying, I wanna be with you, but when you're here, I know you're here for good. The third kind, the mom would leave the room, the baby wouldn't cry but they knew from other signals that the baby was upset. And when the mom came back in the room, the baby would ignore it. And that baby is called avoidant attached. And so basically the point is that what we have in childhood often shows up in adult romantic relationships. And this is attachment theory. And ladies and gentlemen, that was the uh, Harvard graduate, Logan Yuri. <laughs> she works for Hinge. She's a behavioral scientist, I believe was her title. Um, and yeah, uh, 
the different attachment types men are should be fairly familiar with uh the anxiously attached first of all you should be a, you should be familiar with all attachment types and true like that's something that every dude especially you're out here uh dating there's something that you, you should definitely look up into and familiar your familiarize yourself with if not only to if not only to understand how you are psychologically in your dating but also how the women you are pursuing are as well correct and um the way men are raised in the west um a lot of them are anxiously attached and the reason why is because and the red pill folks call this a lack of an abundance mindset right it, it goes back to that whole uh, Incredibles clip. I'm the greatest good you're ever gonna get, right? <laughs> like, the idea that the woman you're with, she can't be replaced. She's irreplaceable, and you will never find another like her. It's also reinforced by that whole concept of the one. I know oh. you hate that. I oh. know you hate that. Ah. <laughs> ah. But yeah, it's like, it's the one, the only thing, the only per- one person that's for you. And so, and you think you found the one, of course, most dudes are going to be like, okay, well, if this is the best I'm going to get, I'm going to hold on to it as much as possible. As hard Ooh, as possible. As hard as possible. And that reminds me of a lesson that I learned a long time ago. It was, uh, it was, uh, oh my God, it was a parable um, from a show. A lot of my upbringing was done by show. It's kind of messed up, and I'm actually starting to get embarrassed about this. It's so you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. That's welcome. Welcome to the West. Right. But uh, so, okay. I'm trying. It, forgive me if I got the parable wrong, but basically, the parable kind of went like this. It was like uh, it was this. There was this kid that had like this dog or this bunny or this rabbit or something like that, right? And he loved this thing so much. It was like, oh my God, it's so cute, it's so cute. And he would and he would feed it and then he would hold on to this doggone thing. And, and, and he, would, he loved it so much and he held it so tight that he eventually suffocated it to death. Mm. That is uh, avoiding the attachment in a nutshell. You're holding on to something that you think will get away from you so much that you eventually suffocate it. Women nowadays are calling that love bombing. I would I would say that's yes, I, I agree with you. Hell, it's I've funny. Done that. It's I've funny. Done it's that. funny you actually bring I've that up because that reminds me that I don't know if y'all remember. Shout out Looney Tunes. His name is George. Which and way I will go, pa- John? I will pet him and I will love, love him, him and I will yes. hug him yes. and I will kiss him. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that one. Bro. Yeah. Bro, but that's but but again, anxiously attached people—they're constantly trying to validate themselves or prove their worth to the opposite gender or to their partner that they're pursuing, right? Yes. So yes, in that vein, like again, men have to prove themselves (coughs) regardless. Yes. Right. But as a correction or a clarification. We're talking about you know red pill people because again like 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 you literally just said uh, men have uh, the burdens of performance um, constantly. We always have to prove ourselves in order to prove that we are competent in any aspect of our lives, right? The 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 thing with blue pill, right? um, uh, Is is the the blue pill simps are men who obsessively try to prove themselves to the opposite gender without 
getting anything in return. And I'll break it down even simpler to that. It's constantly proving yourself, right? With obsessively, obs- obsessively, it at the detriment of your own character and there self. Yeah. Right. You you give up your autonomy, your freedom. You sacrifice your way of being for another person. And if you ask almost any woman, they don't really want that. That's not attractive. And the reason why that's not attractive is because you should be a complete whole person by yourself. It, how can I follow you and look at you as a leader if you constantly trying to validate, have me validate you? That doesn't even make sense. Or I'll give you one better. And this is this is the lesson that I, I mean, a lot of these lessons have to be lessons that you live through in order to really get it. I remember I was talking to somebody, uh, talking to somebody recently at, the job and she was trying to give uh, a young man some advice he, he was doing exactly that right and and you know he was being a simp and my advice to her was to tell him tell him like you know if you don't let her go now you show her that you have the power to walk away and the willingness to do so mm-hmm. then you're, he's just gonna end up getting his heart broken but at some point in time every dude has to go has to get that heart broken in that fashion to oh, learn that lesson oh my god like, it, it, it's not an easy lesson to learn but it's a lesson that he had to go through um so you can't expect her to follow you to a given destination if she's your given destination <laughs> how's she gonna follow you to her Ooh. that's a lesson that that's a lesson that I had to learn and I didn't know that, brother. But again, obsessively trying to prove yourself to the opposite sex. No, you should be obsessing over where you're trying to get to in life. That's what she's supposed to be following you to. Not following you to her. Man, so many men fall into that trap. So many men. Yep. Either it's, either it's yes. uh, I'm just going to continuously gain money and that'll keep her. Or I'm going to be hella physically fit. That's gonna keep her. You can't, as a man, and I and I've heard this so many times in the space, right? You gotta wear all the hats, bro. If you lacking in a hat, your your position ain't safe. But here's the, here's the difference: you gotta move like you don't give a shit. At the end of the day, you your goal, your purpose comes first. Before anything else, if you drop your purpose to focus on her, she's gonna immediately become unattractive to you. Yeah, um, it's it's really interesting how this works, and it took me a while to get around that, get wrap my mind around this thing. But in any given circumstance, your lady in your life should fall somewhere around three or four on your list of priorities. Yep. Every time. Every single time. She here's, should be three or four here's, on your list. Here's what's funny about that, right? And here's the reason why I... We've talked about the F-boys, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about them in previous F episodes. And one thing that gets a lot of younger women caught up, right, is because F-boys automatically put them at three or four on the priority list. The difference is they don't have a purpose. A lot of them are drowning, but the problem is... Is that because they don't prioritize her, she automatically assumes he is going somewhere. And they get behind him to, to follow him, and they get led astray because he don't even know where the fuck he's going. Right. 
but it's the illusion of confidence, right? It's the, it's the reason why they fall for these. <laughs> oh man, we. So we know somebody. I ain't gonna say no names. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yo, she. We. Oh. You know. Okay. You know what? I, I know where you're going. She is currently messing around with this dude. Is messing around even the right term? Uh, I'm gonna use that term just for this, though. Okay. <laughs> but this man, she don't see it yet because it's again f boy, right? And she asked me my honest opinion. And I told her, I said he doesn't have a destination. The fact that he's older than you and doesn't have a destination is a problem. And we ain't talking like two or three years. No. This man is a decent age older than this woman. And he doesn't know where he's going. That's a problem. But she can't see it yet. So right now, she's the only one working. She's paying off all the bills. He's staying with her. Like, that whole dynamic, I had to walk away from it. And she called me an a-hole. And I said, I told her, I was very frank. I told her why. I said, you, you want me to watch you run into a wall <laughs> and not say anything, not try to stop you, nothing. Just let you run head first into the wall. I'm not doing that. When you're done with this and it ends horribly, as it will, come back. I'm and then we can literal flames. Oh, dude, it's going to be a like watching a slow train wreck it is what it is but it's just the blinders are on she's still in that young woman mindset she can't even fathom what an actual man is supposed to be and do you see what I'm saying and because of that a lot of those F boys end up knocking these women up which she did get knocked up Right, and then having these kids by these terrible motherfuckers, and then it jades them, right? And part of it is because they're, they're, society isn't even bothering, and I think it's—I don't think I know—it's by design. They don't even bother to warn these women, or even in an attempt at raising them. Because let's just be honest, feminism has failed. And the fact that feminism doesn't even attempt to warn women off of these terrible ass decisions. They just let them run headfirst into the wall. And it's like, who has their best interests at heart? Who can they really rely on, right? It's the same thing with men. In this very situation, when a man is trying his damnedest, bleeding heart, trying to buy all the things, be all the things, do all the things, and it's just not enough. You have to learn as a man when to walk away. You gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. <laughs> know when to walk away. Know when to run, nigga. Just know when to run. Run. Get to the Get chopper. To the chopper. Shout out to MHD. <laughs> uh, yeah, I and 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 and. and in, in that vein, right? Knowing when to run, when to walk away, and all that other good stuff. It's it's paramount for 
even even in a, uh, uh, so we're talking about attachment theories and how it could essentially lead to a man's ruin, right? So most of us have grown up as uh, as uh, an anxious, attached, you know, um, kind of personality, and in in the concept in the realm of what we're talking about, as far as uh, your money not changing her, um, there are a couple of prominent examples to show what that's like. And I want to lead to a very popular one. Um, Will Smith. Will Smith is a good first example of how your money is not going to change your woman. Bruh. Will he Smith he gave that example. He gave that example in an interview talking about, I think it was on the red table. He was talking about that birthday. Oh, party that he threw for Jada. Yeah. Brother, when I tell you, she looked this man dead in the face. There was no gratitude. There was no, thanks, babe. There was, she almost resented him for the birthday party. It was in her tone nation when she was talking. Oh, you just did that for yourself. Babe, I'm trying to, I'm trying to celebrate you. Even in trying to celebrate her on her quote-unquote day, it still wasn't enough. Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith. Uh, let's see. Will Smith is ranked as one of the most bankable stars worldwide by Forbes. Right? Uh, in 2014, 17 of the 21 films that he was leading role in have accumulated worldwide gross earnings of 100 million, 100 million dollars each. Five. That's 1.7 billion dollars. Let's uh, see. Uh, <laughs> five taking in over four, 500 million dollars each in the global box office. Uh, as of 2014, his films have grossed 6.6 billion with a B. That's so crazy. Right? He has received Best Actor Oscar nominations for Ali and The Pursuit of Happiness. And as we all know, on the night of the, of the slap heard around the world, he actually won an Oscar for his role as King uh, Richard. Hmm. Right? Uh, let me see. Let's not forget he was the first rapper to actually win a Grammy. The very first rapper and put rap on the map as the Fresh Prince. And 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 say nothing of the cultural phenomenon that is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But those are all accolades. And 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 you can rattle off this man's resume till the cows come home because it is an impressive resume. Now, this man has worked his ass off to be the the man that we all know and admire to a degree. I still admire him. You know, I know his relationship is tarnished. No, no thanks to his wife, but. That's the point. He and he has said this, and I think this was also on the Red Table Talk, something that he admitted. Um, he was like, after his divorce, after his first divorce, he realized that's something that he never wanted to do again. Due to something that was going on with his childhood and how he saw his parents, he never wanted to get divorced. So after his first divorce, when he went to Jada and said to her, you know, hey, are you seeing somebody? Good, you're seeing me now. Which also calls into 
question a lot of her claims, but we this, that's not what this is about. But he, he said that to her, and then they started dating, and they eventually got married. And he said, like, I'm never going to get divorced. It's never gonna happen because he wanted to do he he, he wanted to do the traditional family thing. And because of that, and he's, uh, again, Will has admitted this on several different occasions on different platforms. His whole issue is all about proving himself to people. He doesn't like to let people down. That is an anxious, attached personality. And so because he's constantly working hard, you don't get to the accolades that Will Smith has by being a slouch. Hell no. You see what I'm saying? You get me? You got to work your ass off. You will be. He is. Uh, there. There was a thing that he did. Uh, there was a red table he did with Kevin. As a matter of fact, where he explained his drive. I don't care if you were how if you were the here in the gym when it opened. When I get in there, I'm outworking you. His hard work, his work ethic is that intense. So. Where he got to in his life, right? You ain't getting there by being no slouch. All to prove that he is worthy of love. That he is worthy of, ironically, God, to use that word in this sense, talking about Will. To, 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 to prove that he's worthy as a man, as a husband, as a father. And I say ironically because if you don't know, her book is called Worthy. So that's why I said using that word ironically. So it's, it's so ironic that I had to use that word Boy, to describe Will listen, right now. listen. That was, I don't care what nobody said, that was a kick of the teeth. Which she, one? She named that book Worthy. Because <laughs> the man that's got kicked in the mouth so many times, he got veneers in there now. But... Oh my god, bro. That is so wild to me, dude. <laughs> she truly despised that man. Yeah. There ain't no way you can call that love, man. Ain't and, no way. And then and then and then to further illustrate the point, like Jada's behavior. We're not, we're not even gonna necessarily address the scandals or whatever have you. Her her overall demeanor, her overall um outlook. Now you can try to put a coat of paint a fresh coat of paint on the dilapidated house, but a dilapidated house is nothing without the inner, without working on what's going on on the inside. Well, you can't polish a turd. I was trying not to say that, but yes, essentially yes. That's, <laughs> that's what I was trying to get at. You and can't so, shine up a turd, bro. So, so like uh, who she is at her core is still that chick from Baltimore. She never grew out of that. She, you can try this airy, this healing spiritual talk and all of this stuff and healing and all of that right you can you can you can put on airs all you want to but at the end of the day who you are in your core is who you are and she hasn't changed that element of her hasn't changed she's still guttural and i don't mean that in a negative sense i mean she's still visceral she's still she never grew up she's marking time during that period where she knew Tupac, she never grew from that. So no matter how hard he works, the memory of a dead man will always be forever greater 
than the accomplishments that he has made you in life. You know what's crazy about that, too? They that? weren't, Tupac and Jada weren't even married, bro. I've heard so not many people married, talk about Not I've even dating. Men, dude, I've heard men and women talk about dating um, widowers, right? Like men and women that have lost a spouse. Yes. And how it's hard to, you know, compete with a ghost because a ghost is perfect. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and you look. And you look is, at everything. But this is the crazy classes. part. That's for people who are actually in a relationship. That's the craziness. Jada wasn't even in a relationship with this mother. It's uh, you know what this, you know what you know what that's you know what that sounds like to me. You know what this whole thing that she's doing. You know what it sounds like to me. And I only say this because, and I'm only saying this out of personal experience. That sounds to me like unrequited love. She's literally making up a story that she mm. never got a chance to live out. Mm. What we're hearing is wishful thinking. In her head. Dang. Dang. <laughs> whatever happened between her and Tupac, it was stuck in limbo for whatever reasons that she had. Be it because he was in jail or, you know, the thing with Will took off unexpectedly. But for whatever the reason is, what the way she's acting is how a person who experienced unrequited love acts. That's wild, man. That's wild. That's so crazy to me. Because, Ew. like, and this is the thing, man. Like, If you really think about it, right? He could he Will Smith has the status, the income, the height, the looks, the charisma, the accomplishments and the and the competence. He has the confidence. He could get almost any woman he wanted, and he's choosing the motherfucker who literally hates him. And granted, <laughs> and granted, we are we're talking about the public persona that is Will Smith. We don't necessarily know what he's like behind closed doors. That's true. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? With the dirty laundry that's all out there, you know, Will's public image, barring the uh, emasculation aspect of it all seems to be a staying consistent with who we know him to be. Okay. So, I mean, and that's just my assessment. Will is the Will Smith that we've all come to know and love. Even at home. Mm. I have no evidence to prove counterwise. Even by Jada's account. Just because she interpreted certain things differently doesn't make doesn't make it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no. Like again, saying. the example being the 40 year old birthday party. I'm still floored by that shit, man. She interpreted that as a monument to his ego. He he, he spent a year planning this thing for his wife. That's crazy, bro. And That's like, how she interpreted that. And like even. But Dude, see, you know but, how many women? Dude, you know how many women? All those accolades didn't change her perception of him. You know how many women, dude, that I know that would just be like, "Yo, like he actually listened, got her what she wanted." Like, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. 
But that goes with what we were talking about though before, right? We were talking, I don't know if we did it in the beginning when we first started this thing, but we were talking about how women wanted to be, I think this was offline, how a lot of women just want to be worshipped. But my contest, my my con, uh, contestion is, um, it's like yeah, they may want to be wor- worshipped, but it's it's like that thing that Chloe was talking about, right? She don't want you to call her all the time. She wants to wonder. That's so stupid. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be. She don't want to be the center of your fucking universe. No, I get it. You know what I'm saying? She wants you to be about your business. She wants to wonder and worry about you. You know the it's 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 this it the dark triad. Yes, we did a whole episode about that. It's the dark triad all over again. You have to have a little Machiavellianism about yourself, a little narcissism about yourself, a little psychopathy. There's yep. got to be a healthy dose, a healthy dose of all the of dark it. triad, in order to maintain that uh, that enigma presence about yourself. Well, it's funny to because keep her interested. And that's, because and that's, that's the excitement. No. If she always knows that you're thinking of her. You've already fucked up. <laughs> That's the key. And you know I hate to funny? say it like that. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. Logan Yuri talked about that in the same interview about stability and how stability women in the West have been taught that stability is boring. Yes. They I have need been called boring so They so need so the emotional roller coaster. I always thought that there was something wrong with me. But this is the thing. This is the thing. And this is why I think, again, the anxious attached men, right, come off one insecure because that's literally what they are. Yeah. Right. You have to be willing to walk away. Your superpower as a man is two things: the word no, and the ability to walk away. Your woman should always know that she got to be on her best behavior because. Motherfucker, I can, I'll deuce. At any given moment, any the crazy train will stop. There you go. But again, there, there, therein lies the problem. You have to be willing to do so. An avoided, uh, an anxious attached person isn't willing to do that. Of course you have not. to fight. You have to fight your psychological makeup. Which is which is hard. really interesting. Which is really interesting because based off of um, based off of Logan's um, example. We could be like that at birth. So well, this is no, no, now no, something, no, no, this no, no, is no. Now, this not is at now birth. Well, it starts getting experiment. taught. No, no, no. It starts getting taught to a kid. So again, it's all about abandonment. How often do you leave your kid by yourself? Do you oh, reassure okay, your kid? Like you see, what I'm saying. Okay, so, okay. so me so and my wife, ta- me and me and my wife talked about this with our youngest. Right, my okay. wife went and dropped off our kids at school. I was at home from work. I was in the bathroom handling business. That could mean anything. Okay. First of all, nasty. <laughs> all right. <laughs> nasty. Nobody told nasty. you. Nobody told nasty. you to be like, I was, I was in the bathroom handling business. Oh, oh thank you. you. First of all, I didn't say a thank you. Okay. <laughs> I didn't go that far. It was left open for interpretation. <laughs> Chat. <laughs> it was left open for interpretation, right? Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. You're right. You're right. I was dropping a deuce. Okay. <laughs> and my youngest... She woke up and she walked out the house and I, 
out of her room. I'm sorry. She walked out of her room and immediately she walked into our bedroom looking for my wife. She didn't see her, so she started crying. She didn't know I was home. Mm. Technically, I, I was supposed to go to work, but I called off, right? <laughs> <laughs> Took a day. I deserve a day. Anyway. Look, they'll, they'll, they'll take your days from you. Ugh. In a heartbeat, and won't even give you a phone call. You'll just show up to work one day, and they tell you to go home. Yeah. Because you thought you had work. Oh, you thought you had a job? No, you ain't got no job. What you thought? What you I talking? came with you. <laughs> no, but like, like she immediately started crying, right? And then from I'm on the other side of the bathroom door, I can hear her, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, babe, I'm in the bathroom. And she immediately stopped crying and went to go play with her toys. Because she needed to know that she wasn't alone. Well, I mean, right? Yeah. So that was the experiment. To put the kid down in a room and walk away and see what the kid does. Right? And the fact that I acknowledged, hey, I'm actually here. And she calmed, she soothed herself. And then proceeded with her day. She just didn't want to be alone. You see what I'm saying? She thought she was abandoned. That's what she was talking about. That was what the experiment was, is to see how you how you handle that interaction. Object permanence. Uh, Jean Piaget talks about that in childhood development. The idea that you could play peekaboo with children, right? You yeah. hide your face, right? I think right. I talked about that in the previous pod, right? You hide your face. They don't. They think you disappeared. Where'd daddy go? What? He disappeared. He... Peekaboo. Oh. Magic. <laughs> the family guy. Yeah, that's Family guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's what it is. Object permanence. Right? Kids don't know to look behind your hands and that you're still there. <laughs> it's just like... Kids are morons. <laughs> they have no frame of reference. It's just like when you take a ball, right? And you take the ball. And you say, oh, they're playing with the ball. And you put the ball behind your back. They think the ball is gone. Okay, that's one thing. But you literally just put your hand... Oh, my God. Your- it's an, it's an example. This this man. I don't have kids, guys. This man. Okay. No, but but yeah, it's the same sort of thing. It's it's just abandonment issues is what it really is. Right. And we experience abandonment in different ways, right? But not ever being reassured by your parents typically causes those issues. I'm not saying it's always your parents. It can be other factors, right? right? But because I don't want people going home going, mom. You left me abandoned. No. Remember that time you left me at uh, McDonald's <laughs> and 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 I was all by myself and all I was in was the bathroom and then you just left me there. Actually, my mom actually did leave one of my oh, sisters. Oh my God! Shut your time. mouth. I, I, shut look, I don't even blame her too because it was just a lot of us that day. I remember that day. She she straight up left. It was probably a good three minutes down the road she realized that she left my baby sister oh, at McDonald's. My God! So, yeah, we Does had to turn around. That? Who, my baby sister? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's never come up again. I'm going to ask her. I'm ask her. Ask I'm her. curious. I'm, yeah. I'm curious we'll update y'all on next episode. Yeah, yeah. Next episode, I'll let y'all know what she said. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's But what. that's actually wild, right? Like, again, I just mean, some of the it things. Was a full, it was a full seven of us. Well, no, no, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. Like, what I'm saying is, is like, it's wild how those small interactions, right, shape your personality and also you carry it over into your adulthood oh. and that's what i was saying earlier is like most men the way we're raised in the west we have abandonment issues and we are anxiously yeah. attached right because again in the blue pill you're supposed to give everything to the woman i'm about to listen go out there fight dragons come home give her the check give her everything you're awesome you're amazing validate her 
damn what you're going through. Damn the but wounds that you're not, covered in. But that's damn not how you all of that. keep a woman attractive. That's not even how you lead. Literally, that's not even how you lead, bro. So, again, your money won't keep her. Your accolades ain't gonna keep her, bro. You chasing her validation ain't gonna do nothing but make you exhausted. And in the end, she's still gonna leave you <laughs> behind. I'm trying to watch my language, y'all. I'm getting better. We're getting there. We're definitely getting there. Uh, yeah, uh, but yes, I mean, again, uh, going, harping back to uh, the kid that I mentioned earlier, you know, um, that being something that he has to work out through, that he has to learn, because if if you make her the center of your world, and you're constantly giving and giving, I, I did this with the last girl I dated. That's when everything just solidified for me. It was she was more of an experiment than anything else. The last girl I dated, mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted to be proven wrong. This is my, <laughs> this is my scientific method, right? <laughs> I wanted to see that uh, because I have dated several women with women with kids, mm-hmm. and at the time I was two for two, right? And they both went out the same way, the exact same way. I gave of myself, I'm constantly giving of myself, and this this is what I'm trying to drive at. When you when you do that, it's like it's like the whole cup analogy. You can pour, only pour out of a cup for as long as there's contents in it. Once the contents is out, that's it. You can't keep pouring out of an empty cup. I don't know if anybody under the sound of my voice has ever experienced this, but there is you can literally feel empty. And it was almost as if I was tugging at my insides, trying to give it to her. Like I, I felt so empty by the end of it because I wasn't getting poured back into. It's like we were talking about offline. The whole the whole concept of a relationship is very simple. If I'm watching her back and she's watching my back, nobody lacks for anything because the bases are covered. That's a stable relationship, though. Right. Again, you're talking about stability. But yeah, but stability again is boring. <laughs> exactly. In a normal relationship, so, there are long periods of boredom. And you have yes. to be okay with that. And that's and that's the and, and I think I was talking to a female friend of mine about that because uh, she's in a relationship now, super stable, but the dude she's with is very stoic. Exactly. He's very emotionally mature, like and the funny thing is he's younger than her. <laughs> funny. Anyway, but he but he has a headache. He's going in a direction. Right. He's physically responsible. Like, he's essentially a good dude, right? But talking to her about her previous husband, right? Because she doesn't have any kids, but she was previously married. Mm. And her previous relationships. And they were all assholes, essentially. She has a type. She went against that this go round, nice. and she's finding that she's like Logan Yuri said. She's finding that she's happier now. She doesn't need the ups and downs. And we got to talking, and it's like women, younger women, chase emotional highs. But the problem with emotional highs is what? Yeah, 
eventual low. Boom. And the it's lows inevitable. make you feel, as the way she described it, she said the highs, there's no words. You feel, it's almost like you're drunk. She said, you feel so good. She said, but the lows make you feel like utter poop. <laughs> like energy drinks. You will crash. It's, she said it's worse than the crash. I, I thought so. I was like an energy drink, like you know, caffeine, you yeah. know. She's like, no, 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 no. Worse. I She's like, I worse. I cannot imagine that. Because, again, we're not women. Because, again, we've talked about that, too, how women experience emotion tenfold. Yeah. Like, so imagine being like, happy. I'm trying to empathize. I'm trying to empathize with what they but I can't. Like, I can't even. Imagine being happy imagine as a dude. That. But for them, it's elation. There's a reason why we call it. We have different words. Elation. I get what you're going you, to get that. Can we say that word? We should be able to say that word. What, elation? No, the other one. What, shit? No, orgasmic. Oh. We okay. should be able to say that. Yeah, you can say that. That's not. Yeah. So women feel emotions on an orgasmic level. Yes, but when it's low, brother, it's still. I still and this is where, and this is where we, and we talked about this before too. Studies show Jordan Peterson talked about this. Studies show that women experience negative emotion more easily than men. Depression, anxiety, women feel that to a greater degree. So those lows are lows. You understand but the problem is, is that that's what they've been conditioned to chase see the thing is it's like consumerism made perpetual consumers out of most people in the west right but it bled over into relationships as well mm. right you're constantly chasing that high it's like a freaking drug addict you're constantly chasing it and the lows are absolutely horrible but to be with a stable dude is boredom it goes back to that book, The Feminine Mystique. <laughs> the problem that has no name. Hmm. When you listen to what she describes, it's boredom. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she described. They're bored. And when you're bored, what do you typically do? You create problems. You that create you problems. <laughs> you create problems. So you have excitement, so you have something to do. Yes. And a lot of women are conditioned to do that. Self-sabotaging. There you go, right there. They, that's it. That's the that's the most common problem that we hear. Yep. I, in 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 post in post, what what are we gonna call it? In post relationship clarity, I guess is what I'll call it. Because <laughs> men have post nut clarity. In post relationship <laughs> clarity, no 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 no. In post chaotic clarity, that's what I'll call it. Post chaotic clarity. Post chaotic clarity. <laughs> I often oxymoron. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey. As chaos All words, uh, I said post after the chaos. <laughs> after the chaos. After the chaos. That's that. hilarious. So post chaotic clarity, right? During post that that period of post chaotic clarity, oftentimes we hear women talking about how they end up self sabotaging a good thing, and they regret, and they regret. Yes, it. yes. But you don't see that during the chaos. You don't see that during the chaos. All you saw was that, dude. Hey, you. I was bored. And so I self-sabotaged. Tyrese's ex is a prime example. Tyrese is another example. Tyrese's ex is a prime example, bro. Prime example. She came out recently and said she regrets getting the divorce. Really? I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. She did an interview. She regrets it. 
And but it's natural though. Tyrese has moved on. Right? And here's the and, and the only reason why, and this is the thing that really chaps my cheeks, is the it's not that she actually regrets it. She regrets it because she can't get no money out of it. That's why she really regrets it. And that, that's that's Tyrese's claim. That, that's that's what he's been talking about here lately. Oh bruh, that that listen, this is the thing. Tyrese and listen, and I'm not coming off his neck. John Cena, I said it. Y'all need to release a template of y'all prenups. Because, yo, let me tell you what. These prenups are getting thrown out. And I don't recommend any man. I don't care if you start off poor. No man should be getting married without a prenup. These laws, they ain't playing with you with these laws, bro. They are not playing with you. Listen, you need to have the custody agreement in there. Everything. Because they ain't playing with you. Let's look at this for a second. So, uh, let's see. He has recurring, recurring roles in uh, Fast and the Furious and Transformers. Um, let's see. Fast and the Furious. Uh, off the top of my head, I cannot tell you how much. How many Fast franchise. and Furious? There's like 10 of these damn things, right? Oh, I can't tell you. But it's a franchise. It's a franchise. Of ten movies, so you know he making bank off of that. Mm -hmm. He ain't winning no awards, but he making bank, oh, right? He so there's there's that, and then there's the whole um, uh, Transformers thing. In 2007, uh, Transformers, the first one, made 710 million worldwide. <coughs> uh, then and let's see, uh, then in 2011, Dark Side of the Moon was another one revenge of the fallen was in 2009 and the last night of 2017 and he was in all of those oh wait no he wasn't in the last night i'm sorry um he's also been in uh the four brothers waist deep uh death race um he was i don't remember him being in morbius though uh oh snap he created uh, a three-issue comic book called Mayhem. Let's see. He has, in 2012, he has a book called How to Get Out of Your Own Way. Co-authored uh, another book with Rev Run called Manology, Secrets of Your Ma uh, Man's Mind Revealed um, that went on to be a New York Times bestseller. Oh, and let's not forget, he was a high-grossing R&B singer before all of this. Again. So you know... This man ain't no slouch. He's worth millions, if not billions, the with is, a B. And yet, he wasn't good enough for his ex-wife. It didn't change her. And he did everything. I can't even say that he did all this for her, like Will did for Jada. No, he right? didn't. I think he was just chasing his, his purpose. But even in all of that, it wasn't good enough for his ex-wife. She wanted more mm. because Tyrese is a family man. He's family oriented. He is what we, what women would consider a stable man. Therefore, boring. Listen, you keep using that word more, and I think we talked offline about that. Where, shout out to the Godfather. He's it's not his quote, but he used to use it often. Where he said, "Comparison is the stealer of all joy, or the thief of all joy." Okay. That's, I wouldn't say that that is the stealer of joy. I'd say the lack of contentment is the stealer of joy. And this goes back to go. again. Yeah. This yeah. goes back to again, consumerism. You see it in 
every day through social media. You see it every day through what we buy and consume and purchase, right? The fact that you still have people standing in line to get an iPhone every year. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Isn't isn't there another one coming out here recently? Uh, another one like iPhone 15? Didn't that just come out? Bro, I don't even want. I don't even want. That's neither here nor there. The point is, is that again we've bred a generations, plural, of consumers, and obviously that bled over into relationships. Okay. The idea that you can just swipe right and get, find somebody else. You can just say, oh, you know what? I don't want to be with that person anymore. Eh. So then you go to the on to the next. You move on to the next swipe, move on to the next swipe, move on to the next. It is so crazy. Like, so one thing that Logan talked about in that interview as well was getting people off the app. Most other apps try to keep you in there because it's revenue, right? right? The more you're staring at the app, the more ad revenue, the more crap. She said, Hinge is different. The CEO is actually different. He wants people to meet and get the heck off the app. Stop staring at your screen. Because life happens in real time. You can't just be living through your phones. But again, we've conditioned. And here's the issue with all of that consumerism. Who holds the most consumer debt? Who's being affected the most by consumerism? And not just consumerism. It's just the whole social currency. I'm not even talking about the... Okay, but consumerism. Well, I mean, even think about it. It's just, it's just, it's just in general. Like, uh, it, it, I mean, consumerism nowadays with uh, social currency goes hand in hand. It's become, it's become, they're, they're symbiotic at this point. In some aspects, yes. Like iPhones are a status symbol at this point. Right. How many women have you heard? Oh God, you got green bubbles. I dude, can't date there's you. so many, there's so many things out there that are saying that that, that a dude having an Android is a uh, sign red, of red flag, a red flag, a sign of being broke. When Android devices are more expensive than iPhones, a lot. Of, but you know what? I digress. Uh, look, uh, we can go in. I'm Team Android, by the way. Just in case there are anybody who likes my voice, only a thinking and, person would have yeah. an Android, bro. Like that's, that's, I don't. And clearly, don't, Cam is on the Team Android too. Listen, I, I don't I don't understand the iPhone phenomena because really it's don't. quite frankly a trash phone. But whatever. With stolen technology from Samsung, anyway. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> But no, but again, women are being affected the most by consumerism, right? Right. They hold most of the consumer debt, the student loan debt, all that, right? Obviously, it would bleed over. And with abundance, the abundance mindset women have been on steroids, the idea that your accolades are going to be able to impress or keep a woman, bro, it's just not it, man. It's not enough. Yeah, it's, it's like, the idea that you have to keep going more, more, more. I need more, more. Which Give is so, more. which is so, which is so really interesting. And I think I said this to you offline. I'm fairly sure I said this to you offline. My mind is so cloudy right now; it's ridiculous. But so, like, I can't, I can't differentiate between past and present conversations because they're all starting to bleed. But <laughs> uh, it's really ironic that this concept of more is so ingrained in the female psyche when it comes down to dating when they are the more they they are the ones that believe in the romance right they are the ones who harp on this whole concept of the one how the hell are you gonna keep how the hell are you gonna be looking or how the hell are you ever gonna find the one if you're always constantly searching for another one no 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 you can't find you'll never find you'll never find the one because 
that would be that would be stability because you have the one. No, no, if no. If you're always looking for another one. No, 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 no. See, ah, nah, man. See, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but you're looking at it from the wrong angle, brother. The wrong. Like the me, reason sir. why I, I have my pipe. This is <laughs> This is the reason why the one, the whole concept of one is absolute dog doo doo. Okay. Let me 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 let the reason why is because yes they're always searching for more but the reason why the one thing is such bs is because the one is essentially perfection they know what you're thinking you don't have to say they finish your sentences they they know what to get you like if you fall short of that of course they're gonna go find somebody else because they're searching for more right but you have to be more you know what since we're here and i'm 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 sure this is a conversation we had offline, but we, we might as well go ahead and get into it now since we we touching on it. Uh, the whole thing about doing the more thing, right, is, is, okay, so we've already covered how women hate stability, considering that stability... Modern hates, women, yes. Yes. Uh, we're not talking about lionesses. We're just talking about, you know, like Western women in general. Yeah. Um, but we already covered how stability equals boredom to modern women in today's society you had a very interesting theory about last night about how uh what what it means to be content Mm -hmm. women can't modern women can't be content expound on that (laughs) one time for the folk right what one time one time for the folk (laughs) you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do you one better let's go down the exact same rabbit hole that we went down last night. Yeah, it's one hell of a rabbit hole, y'all. Watch this. This is gonna. This is okay. Gonna... So we we always hear the term settle, right? Oh, I'll never settle. Yes. Okay. What's the definition of settle? Become demonized. What's the definition of settle? Most people don't know the actual textbook definition of settle of the word, right? So I went and I looked up the actual word. We're gonna, we're gonna read off some of these definitions, okay? This goes back to our homonym episode. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to that past episode. Yeah, really good one. Okay. Settle. In transitive uh, transitive verb. I'm sorry. Tripping. All right. Number one. First definition. To to place so as to stay. Speaking on an object, right? Or a thing. Something to be placed, right? To establish in residence. To furnish with inhabitants, right? Colonize, okay? Those are the typical definitions that you think of when you talk about settlers, right? Mm. Right, colonialism, okay, cool, shout out, trash. But the actual definition that people typically use incorrectly in terms of relationships, right? To fix or resolve conclusively, to establish or secure permanently, to conclude, to close by payment, often of less than is due, to arrange in a desired position, like a mannequin, right? To make or arrange for final disposition of, right? Okay, that was just a transitive verb. Intransitive verb, to come to rest. 
to sink gradually or to the bottom to become clear by the deposit of sediment or scum <laughs> Ooh, that's a bad one that's a bad one <laughs> but this one is the point to become fixed resolved or established to establish a residence or colony so when women say I'll never settle to become fixed resolved or established I will never become fixed resolved or established with a man that right there is the antithesis of contentment and if you don't know what antithesis is it's the opposite I should tell you to look it up <laughs> or you just break the, the <laughs> break the two words apart antithesis <laughs> come on no bro you'd be surprised I think our audience is smart enough to understand what antithesis is. You're right. You're right. Because actually, uh, surprisingly, most a lot of our audience is from overseas, and their education system is pretty good. There you go. You're right. Uh, Americans do better. Uh, <laughs> do better. Learn a second language. Um, <laughs> I say that as a person who partially speaks French and partially speaks Japanese. Hey, man. All of English. Hey, man. I can read <laughs> Spanish pretty well. Speaking it is a little rough. Anyway. No, um... Contentment, being content in oneself, being okay with being stable, bro. A lot of people, you know what? And then, and 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 that's. But see, that's the that's the overall point, right? Where that's part of the point, because if she won't settle, or you know, be content, or be established with you, with all of your accolades, with all of your accomplishments. No matter how hard you work, no matter how much you give, that's not going to change her. It's not. She is who she's going to be, and this she is who she's going to be despite you. This is where, and I think we talked about this a couple of uh, episodes ago. This is where we have to reiterate and harp on the fact that it's not just women who need to vet better but men need to do so as well you need to do your vetting yo contentment right according to webster's dictionary right the quality or state of being contented contented as an adjective feeling or showing satisfaction with one's possessions status or situation your life. You can't do that. You can't do that if you're constantly chasing more. That's impossible. And it's why a lot of men report that no matter what they do. And this is why this is why we preach. Continue saying you shouldn't be doing ish. Listen, man. Okay. So our listeners are probably familiar with Fresh and Fit. Okay. I actually bought Myron's book. It was a quick read. It was 60 pages, roughly. It was like 60 pages. It was small. Small book. Bought his book. Read that book. Why Women Deserve Less. First of all, the title. I got to give him his props on marketing. <laughs> it's the number one bestseller on Amazon for a reason. Really? I, I, I get the marketing behind that name, right? Because it has a double meaning, right? 
Guys but I don't know if you can tell I'm not a huge. Uh, that's fine. Book guy. <laughs> but in one part of the book, he talks about this very subject, mm-hmm. right? About how men constantly give more. Yeah. And women never respect that. Which goes to giving them less, right? Men are raised in the West to essentially forego their own well-being. To literally die. To literally die for the opposite gender. And that's not to say that's not what men don't... That's not to say that men aren't supposed to do that. Men are supposed to protect. But protect for whom? We had this discussion again offline, right? What is America... What What is the world facing right now, right? Ah, uh, yeah. The right? World, the whole... World War III. World War III, right? I actually said that right. <laughs> I'm done. I'm sorry. You. I'm sorry. I typically get hung up on so many W's. Yeah. Girls, uh, the came out. <laughs> But yes, right? And the idea that our propaganda and our media keeps telling men is we don't need you. We don't need you. We don't need you. We don't need you. Now war's on the horizon. Mmm. Like what what did what did what did Spider Man say in the in the game? Spoilers for the game. He's like, now who needs the old Spider Man? <laughs> now, <laughs> now who need now who's coming back crawling asking me for help? Well that's the thing, right? It always turns around Please save us, strong man. Please save us. Please save us when shit hits the fan, right? The problem in the West is peaceful times create weak motherfuckers, and weak motherfuckers create hard times. Hard times, and hard times create strong people. The problem is we've had too much peace. Let me be dead ass honest with you. I don't even count. Listen, I was deployed during. OIF and OEF, you understand? <laughs> and even even then, that's the for those of you who don't speak uh, military jargon. Oh, sorry. It's uh, Operation the Enduring the, Freedom the, and Operation in, yeah. yeah, the war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan. Iraq, Iraq, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even still, I don't count that as an actual. That wasn't. That wasn't war. It was an occupation. It was an occupation. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight honest about that. I'm not saying that we didn't lose lives. We did. I had some friends that that died. Quite quite a few actually. But those numbers don't compare to Vietnam. Those numbers don't compare to World War II. Like when I'm talking about war, I'm talking about yo. The other side is actively fighting your ass. That's what we're about to go into. To that point about you know, heading into war, if, yeah, if, if I have nothing, like, okay, so we, time and time again, have expressed the fact that, you know, we've, we've enlisted, we've served in the military, you longer than me, but I've had to find my reasons as a black man to enlist in the military and to justify my enlistment, right? So the, that I can get not, through not, not my obligation. Just, yeah, the the enlistment, but also the reason that you would give your life. Right. Yeah. But my, my, my point is, if I don't have that justification, right, why the fuck would I enlist? Why, why would I care what happens to a country that don't love me without a reason to supplement that lack of love? It's like, it's like James Baldwin says in our intro. It comes as a great shock. As a young man at about five or six or seven, 
to know that the country that you've pledged your allegiance, allegiance to, everybody else. Ha- alongside everybody else, hasn't pledged this allegiance to you. So if I have no reason to risk my life for my homeland, why would I enlist in your war? For every one female, for every two female graduates from college in the next five years, you only have one. The scariest stat, walking down the avenue that is America, only one in three men under the age of 30 have had sex in the last year. And you hear sex and your brain fires, but the bottom line is, it's a key step to the elemental foundation of any society, and that is relationships. Men, young men aren't attaching to work, they aren't attaching to women, they aren't attaching to schools. We are producing too many of the most dangerous person in society. And it goes down all the way down to the whole thing about me working so hard. It's the same, it's almost the same thing. Working so hard to prove my worth to my woman. You are the last bastion, right? A woman is a man's last bastion for hope. You are supposed to be home. You are supposed to be my reason to give my life. If I am going to give my life in service, you are supposed to be my reason. But if even if all the work, all the work that I put into creating wealth, generating wealth, providing, and all that other stuff, if all of that doesn't matter, and a war does shake out, I have no reason. I have no reason to defend. What am I defending? You're already telling me that I'm not enough. If I'm not enough, if if not enough, if I'm not they enough, they've been preaching men ain't ish. How long? Well, that's what I'm saying. Now listen, what was it like? Right pre-COVID was like 2018, 2017. There was a meme going around saying not all men are rapists. Well, not all of these M and M's. Only 10 percent of these M and M's are poison. Take a handful, right? It goes back to the logic that yes, all men. There's literally a hashtag yes, all men. Right, all men have been demonized. Right, so why would I? Why would I? I you, you don't like me. Why the hell would I die for you? But see, that's what I'm saying. But uh, like bringing it back down to the micro, right? Is is if if in my individual life, right? Um, what was it? Um, who was it? I, I think I talked about this once before. One of my favorite bad movies is The Core, and <laughs> uh, okay. yeah, it's a terrible fun. It's a terrible <laughs> movie, but I like it. It's it's a guilty. I get pleasure. it, guilty pleasure. And hey, I watch Spice um, World. I have yet to even. Oh, that's my guilty movie. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm a Spice Girls fan. That's right, you heard it. Cam is a Spice Girls fan. I know all the songs by heart too. Those, that's my jam. You understand? My first. You know what? Tangent. Continue. Anyway, <laughs> I would never understand that. But uh, no, uh, one of my favorite bad movies is The Court, and in it there is a line. From the French character, I, I can't think of his name, but um, you'll know him if you see him. You remember Jet Li's uh, uh, Kiss of the Dragon? Yes. The bad oh, guy. The bad guy in that movie. Oh, okay. So he was in this movie, Okay, right? okay. And he said to the main character, uh, jo- uh, Earhart, something Earhart, he was like, you know, um, the dude, the, he, the, the main character, he was stressing out about, you know, making sure that the mission goes right and this, that, and the other. And the guy came in and, and provided a little bit of levity. He was like, look, dude, you're stressed out because you're trying to save the whole world. It's a huge task for any man to undertake. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm just trying to save three lives. My wife and my two daughters. That's the only reason why I'm here. And if in my micro life, in my individual life, my wife and my two daughters don't think that I'm 
ish in any capacity, regardless of how hard I work, regardless of my net worth and all of my accolades, like we talked about with Will Smith and we talked about with Tyrese. And I was going to bring up Russell Wilson, but you know what I'm saying? With him too. If you don't respect the work that I have done in the civilian sector, when war breaks out, I have no reason to go out and fight and defend. A protector. Uh, so I'm often um, I often think about this role as a protector for men, right? And how people throw the word protect around very very lightly especially women right like uh like it's just oh it's just something you're supposed to do and we often hear lately about how black women say that they don't feel protected it's funny that they don't ever ask why they don't feel protected and i don't mean why in a sense like from a female lens but from the male lens why don't you feel, why, why do you think the men don't want to? You, you, we, we've said this on the podcast that when black people have, or I'm sorry, when white people have a cold, black people have a boat, right? And we're starting to see that shake out with this whole gender thing, right? Um, black men and black women have been at each other's throats for a very long time, right? Um, it's starting to spill over in a major way, right? Um, I think Dr. Tiasan Johnson talked about this, how not only does our overall culture, like music and dance and how we talk, bleed over, it's also the trauma that bleeds over as well, yeah. right? Um, and now, when you say bleed over... It, it influences. So you're saying that our our fight... Our fight is bleeding over into the, white, the dominant society. A lot of white now, that's women. That's really interesting. That's a really interesting thing because I would argue that it's their fight that got us where we are. Ah, yes think and no. It. Yes, think about yes it. Think, no. about, think about it for a second because because basically what uh, uh, feminism is is white women's problem with white men. Yes, and then they convince black women that they have a problem with. It. That's this whole thing is is a spillover from their stuff. Yeah, their yeah. Fight. No, no, no. You misunderstand what I'm saying. Feminism is a bleed over from the dominant culture to black people. Black women didn't have that. That wasn't our fight. In fact, the CIA is what pu- is who pushed it into the black community. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the resulting fight is bringing out the traumas, and those traumas are bleeding into white society. I'll give you an example. Pick me, pick me's. Okay. Who made that turn? I guess black people. Black women. Black women. And who's now using it the most? I, I don't know that much in white. White women are starting to use that term ad nauseum. Get out of here. Yes. Bro. Well, I mean, that doesn't really surprise me but all that much because because consider... You Everything know, else that, bleeds over. No, no, not even just bleed over. It's like I mean, of course, we make shit look cool. We are the we are the voice of cool. But what Anything, I'm but what I'm make, saying is we charge ahead and speak stuff into existence, and everybody else bites off of it. But that's what I'm saying. That doesn't just work on the good shit. The bad shit also bleeds over. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. By them introducing feminism into black culture and starting us fighting, it stirred up the other trauma as well. And that trauma is starting to bleed over into America at large. You hear a lot of white women 
using colloquialisms to describe white men the way black women describe black men. Because again, it's not a race thing, but again, our women are using the fact that we have that cultural influence to influence the larger society. It's all bleeding over. This From the music. Is, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. It's, this thing is so fucking exhausting. It, it it's, is it's like, exhausting. It's, 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 it's like I said a few episodes ago, man. I am so tired of fighting everything. Welcome to MGTOW. You know what I'm saying? They're like tired. I, I'm tired of fighting. I. It's, it's like we said. It's like we said, and it originated here. An unstoppable force does not want to come home to an immovable object. <laughs> I don't want to have to keep having a fight. Uh, 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 all the shit that I gotta face outside, and then come home and have to have another fight. And then now there's a there's a third tier fight. Now I gotta fight the crap that's on social media because it wasn't a thing before. Before you only had to fight outside, and then you know you come home to whatever kind of chaos that you had to come home to. Now, not only you got to deal with that chaos, then you got to deal with the chaos that spills over to social media because she wants to shame you on social media because she has a bigger following. I don't care about social media. I'm tired of fighting unnecessary fights. I will fight where I have to. I, I tell this to girls a lot of times and, and, you know, I'm working on my spiel now, right? Because, you know, I've, I've learned, I've grown, I, I understand things a little bit better but one of the things i would always tell a girl that you know decides to uh try the whole relationship thing with me i was like look i have only one thing that i staunchly stand by and it's uh i will fight the world for you i will i will stand by your side and it could be you and me against the world but the one thing that i will not fight is you you give me you give me a reason I am not going to fight for my place. I'm not going to fight for a position that doesn't belong to me. If you show me and you give me reasons as to the reason why I shouldn't be here, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to force you to do anything. You hear that, man? You hear that? You hear that? Like you that's always that? been that's always been my precursor. No, 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 I just want I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. You hear that? Do you hear that? <laughs> that is the point of this whole episode. Walk away. You only have to validate yourself, man. And that and and that clip, men aren't getting that message, unfortunately. And the reason why is because they're getting too many conflicting messages in the media, through social media, mm-hmm. news, TV, movie. They're getting too many mixed messages. Yes. And you want to talk about it's a lot of noise. Listen. Oh my God! It's so much noise. And you gotta sift. You gotta sift through that noise to find. You know what? I'm actually writing an article on that. It's uh, it's gonna be in the next. It's gonna Speak be in the next uh, magazine, and it's called Wu Wei. Nothing, nothing unnatural can stay. And one of the points that I talk about is that uh, it's um, what, what, what is the point I'm trying to say? It's uh, you gotta be. Oh, I actually got one this right here. You gotta sift through the information solidify what fits you and then that way you become an um, an immovable man Standing on your so court. that so that it it's natural to you that's with all this noise is going around 
an unmovable man is like a stone in a creek or a stone in a river. It's not gonna be moved. All that noise is gonna move around you. Yep, it's not gonna bother you. Yeah, you're splashed by it, but and I'm a stone. I'm a stone. I'm a stone. I'm done with you. <laughs> no, but you know, but you're 100% correct. That's the principle of stoicism too. That's wrapped yes. in there. I mean, all that to say this. Look, <coughs> men have to find a purpose outside of women for themselves. That is the bottom line. I get it. I get that the media is men ain't ish and all this negativity, man. It, it's it's not disheartening. It's not even a strong enough word, bro. Disenfranchising is not a strong enough word. It is a weird existence being a child, hearing your mother, your aunts, other women around you, teachers, uh, peers, talk about men as if they are scum and realizing that you are a man and they are talking about you. You know, it's really interesting that you bring that up because my mother recently shared a video that was played in jest but if it's one thing that I realized about women when it comes down to their jokes, it's uh, it's it's it it's a joke. It, it's it's a complaint disguised as a joke. It's not really a joke. Oh, they're and, serious. Yeah, dead ass serious. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just it's just presenting as a jest. Actually, that's and the reason why, why I say and, and and the video was like you know all bad things are named after men and just went down to like menopause and menstrual cramps and men and just like other mental stuff right mental breaks or mental headaches or whatever whatever mm-hmm. right and i couldn't help but look at that video she laughed at it but i couldn't help but look at that video and just like wait a minute you have sons and i've been hearing her say snide remarks like this my whole life but i'm just like you have sons you now have grandsons. How do you think that makes them feel to grow up to think that all your problems are because you believe men did it to you? How weird would that reverse be? If I were to say that everything that is wrong with my life is because women have screwed me over. Oh, you hate your mama. <laughs> Ain't your sisters black? We hear it all the time. Mm. That shaming language, boy. Again, it's one of those things. If I have nothing to tie me down here, be it my wife, my mother, my sister, cousins, don't matter. If all of you are telling me that I I ain't ish, it's like we said in the last episode, Frankenstein's monster. Who do you think is gonna he's gonna who do you think Frankenstein's monster is gonna come back and 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 seek revenge on after a while? You heard it. Uh, best. What was what was what was the Scott Galloway said it best, baby. What <laughs> was the quote? Like I I uh, unquenchable hatred. He said, I bestow upon thee. Because you delivered me and you abandoned me into a world that hates me. Come on. 
if nothing I do is good enough, if everything about me is trash, why would I care? So we're going to call it there, guys. We've rambled on and on. Uh, that's why we call a lot of our episodes, whatever the topic is, plus more, because we know tangents are imminent. Um, oh, brother, I'm the king of tangents. <laughs> I got a story for everything. That's what happens when you've lived life. Yeah, ain't that the truth? We hope y'all appreciate it or uh, just enjoyed the ride while we went down these thought processes. We hope you got something from it. Um, it is November. Ladies and gentlemen, it is November. Um, that means only a few weeks left before the next issue uh, or the last issue for the year um, of the TMR magazine will be live. I know I have said it before and I'll say it again. The magazine will not be free this time. However, there is an addendum. It will not. The physical copy will not be free. You will still be able to view it digitally. But if you want a physical copy, that will be available and you will have to pay for that. Um, so look forward to that. Um, we're still in this thing. We're still going to be talking about, uh, men's, um, delusion and the things that we have to work through. Um, speaking of before I wrap up, I think what we should definitely take away from this. And this is just from my end is there's a saying out there that says that you'll never, lose money chasing your purpose but you always lose money chasing women mm. I have experienced this and know it to be true yes 100% if you treat her like a star she'll treat you like a fan I have also experienced that oh I thought you meant she's a groupie groupie fan same thing <laughs> groupie says so much words but, uh, but the point is is like if you no woman and I've also done the whole uh, pedestal thing and that's gotten me nowhere the point I'm trying to make is that if you always put her first she will put you last focus on your purpose in in your list of priorities she would she should rank three or four yep every time depending on where you are on the whole spiritual thing. God, your purpose, you, her. Mm, and that you is so important, man. Taking care of yourself, man. And if you're atheist or agnostic, your purpose, you, her. Never, ever, ever put her out front because no woman wants to be the focus of any man. She just wants to be his. Uh, help me out. What's the what's the word I'm looking for? She she wants to be not his trophy, but the jewel that adorns his crown. Mm. She's supposed to make you look better, but not be the focus treasure. So keep that in mind, gents. Um. Stay tuned for the next episode, and uh, we yeah. will see you on the flip side. Damn it, I wanted to say something. Go ahead. Say, say what you're going to say. Say what you got to say. Before we sign off, I really want to harp this point home for the men out there that may be listening. And we did a good job last episode, but I really want to drive this point home 
that yo we see y'all man we see y'all i know a lot of men feel unheard unseen it's hard man it's hard out here trying to make a way when ain't no way society beating you down diversity hires i get it i get it men are public enemy number one right now in the west but you gotta push through you gotta push through and you gotta for a reason and on that note if you like what you're getting keep doing what you're doing